Chapter 6, Part 2. Tobias passed down the line and was handed a tin cup of beef stew and a piece of black bread. Then he sat on a log and started eating. A man beside him, a soldier, told me that them federal troops have raided Baldwin and Gainesville and took everything that they could get their hands on. Cows, horses, mules, and corn, whatever. They're even taking every black that they can find, and they're on their way here now. It could happen tomorrow. I wish it would and already be done, Tobias responded, chewing the tough bread. I've been here over two weeks, and I'm ready to go back home and see my wife and boy. I know what you mean. I don't ever want to cut down another tree. We must have chopped, chopped 2,000 logs by now. I guess, maybe more. They ought to have a, built a barricade from here to Tallahassee. And if we're done with it, I wish they'd let us go. The lobbing... Logging camp was three miles south of Battle Site in a thick forest of hickory pine and oak. Logs were carried from here to the forts on extra on huge oxen drawn wagons. Tobias finished the stew and said, Did the soldiers you talked to say how many troops the feds have? Maybe five and a half thousand. It's about even then. I guess the Rebs have a good chance to win, but I best I wish they would just get on with it. I need to go back to the scrub. It was just past noon the next day when the men finished loading the wagon and started across the north. Look over yonder. What's them shoulders doing? A line of horses were pulling cannons at a fast trot and were followed by cavalry and foot soldiers. I don't know, but it looks like every man at the fort is hightailing it down here. Maybe they decided to not fight. Don't seem likely. Then he looked over to the east and explained yonder. Over yonder, there's the reason. Three long columns of federal troops were marching toward them, and the columns were flanked on both sides by cavalry. Tobias said, Good heavens, they're going to have the battle down here, and not up there where we built all them barricades. We're going to be caught right in the middle of it. I guess they couldn't direct the federals where to fight. We've got to go to the woods. Run back to the woods. One of the men cut the oxen loose from the wagon, and they were all running back towards the line of trees. They were halfway there when the Confederate cannons belched fire and smoke. This was returned instantly from the east. Shells had dropped and exploded. When Tobias reached the woods, he ran right over a stump and fell hard to the ground. Then he crawled into a clump of bushes and watched as the cannon fire increased. The cannons continued to thunder to more than an hour before men in both armies were ambushed towards each other. At one point, the soldiers overran each other. The plane was now engulfed with a cloud of smoke. Once a troop of Confederate cavalry rushed through the woods and jumped their horses right over the bush, Tobias was hiding. He was not sure if they saw him or not. He knew there was no way for them to know that their own log cutters were hiding in these woods. The battle raged on and back and forth for four hours, and then the Federal troops turned and retreated rapidly back to the east. Tobias did not come out of the woods even after the battle had passed. He spent the night beneath the brush, and at first dawn, he walked at the edge of the woods and looked out. Then a troop of soldiers came from the north. When one wagon came close to Tobias, is it all done now? I'm one of those log cutters, and if it's over, I need to go home. We whooped them, one soldier said. Them feds is back in Jacksonville by now. I guess it's done then, Tobias said. The battle is done. But it isn't over by a long shot. There's more feds where they came from, and we'll see them again. But I don't think anybody cares what you do now, fella.
Tobias turned and went back into the woods, and he could see no sign of any other loggers, so he set headed south alone. He had walked just over a mile when he cut around a cane break and found the horse. It was tied to a bush. Tobias um, got on the horse. He said he might as well take the fella, but I'm not stealing him. I don't know who he belongs to. I won't. He searched around, and then he mounted the horse and rode south. When Tobias rode into the clearing, he could not believe what he was seeing. Then the realization of it caused his hands to tremble. The house was no longer there, nor the barn, nor the smokehouse. Where they once stood, there were now piles of ashes. Only the woodstead shed remained. He moved the horse forward slowly, dreading what he might find in the ashes. Then he heard movement behind the shed. Slowly and cautiously, Emma had emerged from a bush, and then Zach peeked from behind the shed. Tobias, Emma shouted, rushing to him. We didn't know it was you. We only heard a horse coming. We thought one of them had come back. Tobias jumped from the horse. What happened, Emma? What is all this? They came a week ago, 15 of them. When they left the next morning, they set fire to it all but the shed. Zek said excitedly. Pom, they killed Tuck. They weren't feds, Emma said. They were Confederate deserters, Tobias. Some of them still were, um, had pieces of their uniforms. They had known about the battle and all the men being gone, because they weren't in no hurry at all. Our own people did this to us? Yes, Tobias. They were the meanest-looking men I'd ever seen. Did they harm you? They did us no harm, and I begged them not to burn the house, but they did it anyway. Blast them! They didn't have to do this. They could have just took what they wanted and left. Not much, Emma replied. They left soon, and they set fires, and me and Zek ran in and got what we could, but the house went up too fast. We were able to get an axe, a saw, the frying pan, and a few blankets, but we didn't get any clothes. It just went up way too fast. They took the shotgun, Papa. But I still got the whip. Where'd you get that horse? From a soldier. Tobias walked over and looked at the scorched ground where the house had been. He kicked the ashes and said, Ain't no man ever going to do this again. Not ever. We could live in the shed while you build another house, Emma said, frightened by the bitterness in his voice. It's better than what we had when we first came here. No, we'll go south. This time we'll go to a place where nobody can find us when the war is over. That's what I should have done in the first place. They didn't burn the wagon, Papa. It's behind the shed. I don't know if this cavalry horse can pull it or not, Tobias said. He's trained to run, not pull, but we'll try. There's a tinned beef and hard sack in the saddlebag. Soon, as we get a bite, we'll leave. This time we'll go to a place where they can't find us, just like the Indians done. At first, Tobias headed directly south, letting the horse and the wagon through its thick woods, sometimes having to backtrack because it became too swampy and they follow higher ridges of dry ground. On the second day, he came to the lower scrub, an area that he had never explored before. Here and there were rolling sandy hills, thickly covered with tiny, rusty scrub, oak, and impenetrable clumps of Spanish bayonet. The Dead trunks of pines pointed upward, some peppered with woodpecker holes, the limbless trees giving evidence of some great fire, 
that had once rushed over the land, destroying all of it in its path. Every small oak bore marks of its trunk, deep slashes made by claws, and buzzards encircled overhead. Occasionally, Tobias came too close to the plants and jumped back in the pain with jumped back with pain as they cut his flesh. Emma held the reins of Tobias, took the axe, and tried to cut a path for the pet, them to pass through. Even in the cold weather, he was sweating. Again and again, the wagon wheels sank down in the sand and stuck. And when this happened, they all pushed as the horse strained and neighed loudly, bucking and straining again, trying vainly to move that wagon for him. It ain't no use, Tobias said, putting the axe back into the wagon. This is the most awful place I've ever seen. There ain't no way we can get it with this through it with this wagon. We'll have to turn and go back and then take the trail down to the St. John's and follow the river south. There ought to be some open land along the river. Tobias unhitched the panting horse and tried tied it to a bush. Then the three of them pulled the wagon from the sand and turned.